0: All right, I wanna thank our sponsor for today's episode, Thrive Market. So before I tell you all about Thrive Market and why they're amazing, I want you to know that you can go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E, to see my curated favorites page. So a bunch of different products that I love that I get on Thrive that I pretty much order every week to keep life easy. So a bunch of different cleaning products for the house. I get Hudson's cat food, organic non-GMO, healthiest cat in the land, um, and a bunch of other things, different spirulina powders, collagen powders, protein powders, supplements, Ayurvedic tongue scrapers, Ayurvedic toothpaste. The list goes on. You'll see all my favorites on there. And if you use that code or that link, thrivemarket.com slash blonde, you will get an extra 25% off of your first order. And already, there's so many perks of Thrive Market. Basically, you get up to 50% off of all different products, organic, non-GMO brands, and otherwise. Because Thrive Market goes directly to each brand rather than having a middleman. So you will get these products that would typically be so much more expensive or just the way that you're used to purchasing them at different places. You'll just get them for so much less. So that's a huge benefit for sure. Um, Also, everything gets delivered straight to your door. Um, You just put in your address. They ship straight to your door. It makes life incredibly easy. You can shop by category. You can also shop by dietary choices. Like if you're shopping by vegan or paleo or keto or baby food or whatever it is that you're looking for at this time. Whole30, gluten-free, raw when I was raw vegan, I would shop by raw, and that was great. They have so many of my favorite brands, like chocolate brands, Hugh Kitchen, and Eating Evolved. They have amazing skincare, Coco Kind. We had Priscilla from Coco Kind on this podcast, and I love that they have Coco Kind skincare on Thrive Market. They also have Justin's Nut Butter, Primal Kitchen, um... Dressings and brags, apple cider vinegar, which I put in everything. So as you can tell, they basically have all of the TBB favorites, TBB approved products. They also have Siete, one of my favorites. So head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde to redeem that order, get a nice big discount, and get all of these different products and brands shipped directly to your door. Super easy, super fun um tag me on your Instagram stories if you try them tag them it's so fun for us to see and let's dive into this episode Hello and welcome to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. You are listening to one of our best of the show episodes today, meaning that I am taking a brief hiatus from the show for the first time since starting it three years ago to focus on my health and focus on my wedding and just really enjoy this season of life and I hope that it inspires you to put yourself first in your own life. We have nothing without our health and I have not had my health for the last couple of years. So I am striving to get back to a healthy state in my body, in my mind. And I am so over the moon to share everything that that brings. So I hope that you enjoy our eight best of the show episodes, which are some of my favorite episodes from the show over the last couple of years and also many of your favorites. So today you'll be listening to one of those and I cannot wait to see how it serves you and how it inspires you. And if you've heard it before, then perhaps this time it will teach you something new. And maybe you've never heard it before, and today's the perfect day for you to listen to it. So whether it's the first option or the second option or something else, I know that you're here for a reason and sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm so excited to come back and host new episodes and connect with you guys. But until then, please enjoy these episodes. If the podcast inspires you, I would love and be so honored For you to leave a rating and review on iTunes and send me a screenshot to Jordan at TheBalancedFawn.com and I will send you a free gift as a thank you and thank you personally and chat with you and I'm just so grateful for everyone listening. Also, we have a Facebook group, The Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe on Facebook. Please join us there to keep the conversation going and enjoy. Live a soul on fire life and if you're healthy, enjoy your health. I'm so eager to get back to that. And if you are also struggling with chronic illness, just know that you're not alone. We have a lot of episodes on this show pertaining to chronic illness. So give those a listen if you're interested and enjoy. We will head into the episode now. Alright. Welcome back everyone to the Balance Wand Podcast, Soul on Fire. Wow, it feels good to say that. It has been a while since I've recorded a new episode. Thank you so much if you've been following along and listening to the best of the show episodes that have been coming out for the last eight weeks. While I have been taking some much needed time off to focus on my body and heal from chronic Lyme disease and mold poisoning and everything that comes along with having a chronic illness like chronic Lyme. So thank you. Thank you. Being away from you guys has only made me miss you and appreciate the living daylights out of each and every one of you. Um, I've gotten so many messages over the last eight weeks, people saying all sorts of things about uh, missing the podcast, loving the best of show episodes, not listening to the best of show episodes because a lot of you have heard these episodes in the past, and I don't blame you for not wanting to listen to something twice. I think a lot of you did listen twice, and I can only hope that if you heard the episodes before, the second time hit home in a whole new way and ignited your soul in a whole new way and maybe introduced you to something that you didn't know, like shamanism or mediumship or manifesting or my solo episode on trauma, which is honestly probably my all-time favorite episode because I healed so much while recording that one about Tommy. So if you haven't heard, it's now aired twice on the show. So you just have to search on the Balance One podcast for a solo episode on trauma. So anyway... Enough about where I've been, well, not enough, because I'm going to get deep into it, but enough about that, because I'm back, and I'm here, and just to let you know quickly what to expect for the future, I'm here, and the podcast will be coming out as normal, new episodes every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, just like we've always done I even have a microphone upgrade, so hopefully the sound quality has improved, my energy levels have improved, and overall, my life has improved drastically, so I can only thank the universe and myself, give myself a lot of credit, I have taken it so seriously to heal. And I will get into all of that in the episode. Um, I have so much love and respect for myself on this journey because healing is a full-time job. And if there's anything I've learned, there is no one else that can do it for you. You can have amazing doctors, which I have. You can have incredibly supportive family and friends, which I have. You can have... Uh, a whole host of other healers working to help you and giving their all to give you their time so that you can heal with their help. But at the end of the day, it's you and it all falls back on you. And that's what I've learned. So I'm excited to get into that in the episode. Um, And thank you to you guys for waiting so patiently for me to come back. It's been eight weeks, eight weeks of, Absolute bliss and downtime. And I did take some real downtime. I know that's a big question from a lot of people. Did you actually rest? And yes, I did. Um, I had a lot of healing treatments and I've done a lot in the way of healing and working on myself, inner work, physical work, work with my doctor, everything but I've also rested a lot. I read probably 20 or 30 books during this time. Fiction, poetry, um, health, self-help, self-help, everything. So lots of just fun fiction to get lost in and escape from the craziness that has been my life. And I have a whole new perspective on life. Um, I did ayahuasca. If you don't know that, then you'll hear all about it in this episode. And I I did this a, a couple of weeks ago now. I wanted to wait a couple of weeks for it to integrate into my life so that I could properly share with you guys what this journey has looked like for me and what it's been. But I can tell you ayahuasca is hands down, number one above all, the most healing thing I've ever done in my life. And I know I often speak in hyperboles, but it's true. This is legit the craziest, most wild and healing thing I've ever done. Um, I'm not here to recommend it to you because ayahuasca is something that should never be done without feeling the deep inner call to do it. So if you don't have that call and you just want to listen to my experience, then I hope it can still open some doors for you and shine some light on plant medicine experiences. And if you do feel the call to do ayahuasca, all I can say is listen to that call. And I have no doubt that you will because ayahuasca mother grandmother ayahuasca she is powerful she is wise she is full of immense flowing effervescent love and she will she will find you and she will help you so forgive me if that's a little out there for you i understand a few years ago i would have been i probably would have turned off a podcast that was about plant medicine because I was not interested. I associated it with drugs and I've had bad experiences with drugs when I was in high school and lost, as you well know some of you, the love of my life, the first love of my life to drugs. And um, what I've learned is that plant medicine is so beyond. It is nothing like the recreational drugs that I did when I was young that are Parents did when they were young, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They're so wise. Plants are living, wise beings that truly know so much more than humans, so much more. So, we'll get into all of that. And I'll stop saying that because honestly, when I listen to podcasts, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts during my time off. I hate when somebody says, okay, hate's a strong word, but I don't like when someone says, yeah, and then I did this and this and this, and like we're going to talk about this, and they spend <clears throat> 15 or 20 minutes saying what they're going to talk about. I don't want to do that. So that's the little intro here. And before we dive into all of the goodness, and I tell you guys how I'm feeling, I just wanted to quickly thank our sponsor for today's episode, for Sigmatic. For Sigmatic how can I count the ways that I love you? Uh, Four Sigmatic has been such a wonderful, wonderful product for me to use during this crazy time in my life, not only because I love them and I love the people who work at the company, um, Tarot, the founder, being one of them, but everybody else who works there, such kind people. And when you're sick, you can only work with kind people. You can only surround yourself with positivity, kindness, love, all of the above. Otherwise, you'll just keep being sick. That's what I believe. So Four Sigmatic is my favorite mushroom coffee company, but they have so much more than just mushroom coffee. And before I tell you what they have, I just want to tell you, you can go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde for my special curated landing page. That's foursigmatic.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E as in the balanced blonde. And on my special landing page, you'll find my favorite products from mushroom hot cacao that tastes like a warm cozy cup of hot chocolate to chaga, which has actually been one of the greatest plant healers in my healing journey with Lyme. And that's because the Four Sigmatic Chaga Elixir has more than just chaga, which is a powerful wild mushroom. It also has Eleuthero which is an incredible Siberian ginseng herb. It's an adaptogenic root that's native to Northeastern Asia. It's used for its health benefits in many ways that are anti-inflammatory. It's been used in Chinese medicine and folk medicine for hundreds of years. It's also been proven in scientific studies to aid in anti-inflammation for Lyme. It can support stamina, endurance, and overall well-being. The chaga also has mint, which I love. Huge mint fan over here. And it has organic rose hips. So I just like to mix that with hot water, or sometimes a little bit of nut milk with some stevia. You can also mix it into coffee if you're a coffee person or into tea, smoothies, what have you. You can drink it at any time of day. That's what's awesome. It's not like coffee. So it doesn't give you those jitters. And there are so many benefits to mushrooms. You can also listen to tarot on my podcast if you want to learn more about adaptogenic mushrooms, mushroom coffee, why it tastes so good. Everything else. So head to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to shop. Use that code blonde for a good 15% off and enjoy the mushroom coffee. Treat yourself, it's amazing. And secondly, I've gotten a ton of questions about my brand new sauna, which, oh, it's 1111, make a wish. Um, my brand new sauna, Clear Light Saunas, which I now have here in my apartment. Sitting to my right, I just got out of it. Um, sat in there for 45 minutes this morning at 158 degrees, infrared, change in lives. And I just wanted to tell you that if you're interested in having a clear light sauna in your home, you can also use the code blonde there. You can go to healwithheat.com. That's heal as in. Healing the body with heat.com or clear light saunas just on Instagram. Tell them I sent you or just use the code blonde. You'll get lots of freebies. You'll get $450 off. You'll get some freebies like a backrest and free shipping. So nothing has been more life changing than having a sauna at home. I've only had it since two days ago, but holy. Mother freaking shit! It is amazing, and for someone who's healing from toxicity, which we all have, or Lyme disease, or mold, or a host of other things, um, sweating through infrared is just hands down so amazing. Infrared penetrates very, very deep into the skin, so pulls out toxins. It's something like. more toxins than if you're just exercising. So the sweat that you sweat while exercising is also good for you, but there's nothing that goes as deep as a sauna. So clear light saunas, keep them in mind. They're like the best in the business. They are super low EMF. They're trustworthy. Not to mention the people who work there are amazing If you work with Jacqueline at Heal With Heat, you will be so taken care of. And um, that's not an ad. That's just like everyone get a sauna if you are at a place in your life where you can afford it and give that gift to yourself or someone in your life. And if you have space in your home. So there's that. Now, let's just get into it. My healing journey, where I am now, taking time off. So as you well know, I took two months off from basically mid-November to now, which is late January. It's almost February. And at first, I had a really, really hard time taking time off and being away from everything I know, which is blogging and podcasting full-time. Been blogging for six years, podcasting for over two, and not doing that for a while was Really hard on me emotionally. It made me feel like I was missing out and falling behind, and also really just missing my community of you guys. Because I realized that for the last six years, you guys are people I have talked to, conversed with, communicated with, connected with, gotten support from, given support to every single day of my life for the last six years. And six years is like one fourth of my life. So, I mean, we're talking like most of my adult life here and being away was really hard. It was like a very rude awakening of just feeling very alone. And even though in a way, being away from technology did make me feel very close to all the people in my life off the screens, which was a huge benefit. I realized that you guys are not just my listeners, my audience, my followers, whatever. You are my friends. And I already knew that, but I really learned that on a very deep level that when I didn't have the opportunity to hop on Instagram or email or this podcast to share from my heart and hear from people all around the world who are either feeling the same way or they can connect to what I'm saying for some reason, when I didn't have that, I felt really lost. It was very bleak. And um I was really sad. And that's a positive thing because it made me realize how much I love my work. And I was feeling really ultra terribly burnt out before I took this break. So getting that insight on how much I do love my work was huge. Like, Gratitude to new levels um, for what I do. And feeling so burnt out was basically inevitable. It would have been just impossibly difficult for me to continue on as I was without taking a break because I was burnt out. I was exhausted. My brain fog was so bad that I'd be sitting doing a podcast interview and I would be really interested in what my guest was saying. And then literally mid conversation, I would forget everything that they said. I would practically forget who they were and what they were there for. And I wouldn't even know what to say. Um, brain fog was that bad. My exhaustion was so bad that I literally couldn't even imagine being out of bed for more than 30 minutes at a time. If I had to Do something for work, like a podcast, and then be somewhere later in the day, like a dinner, or even just hanging out with my family or Jonathan's family or going on a walk with a friend. I couldn't do it. I could maybe drag myself to do it, but I would dread it. I would be resentful. I would just look around and think, how can these people around me have? this energy. I didn't remember what it was like. I literally couldn't fathom why someone would choose to exert energy, like make the choice to take a vacation or go to a workout class or be social. I just, I, my brain couldn't even fathom why would anyone physically choose to go out and do stuff if they could just be in bed and it's so sad to think because that was just 2 months ago and in many ways it was it was literally just like 2 weeks ago because i am just now starting to come out of that and it was just a scary time cuz i couldn't remember life before that. And I couldn't fathom life after that. So that was just life. And I just felt that way. Uh, I felt that way for a year and close to a year and a half, but I think in that really, really bad way for a year from January of 2018 to this January. And Yeah. I mean, burnt out is an understatement and I still had passion inside of me for, for podcasting and blogging and social media and everything that I do for work. Because as I was gearing up to take time off, all I wanted to do was go on social media and use it and connect with you guys and answer questions and be available since I knew I wouldn't be available for a couple months. And so even though I was just dying of exhaustion and pain and nausea and headaches. And that's the other thing. It wasn't just exhaustion. It was, if I did force myself out of bed to do all those things, it wasn't just that I was paying for it with being tired. It was like, a full full body migraine would envelop my head and then go down my shoulders and wrap around my back and like every muscle was like pulsating with a migraine. And my doctor told me that that's because of some, I don't know, something I had in my blood. It's some kind of toxic infection that is related to mold and Lyme that basically makes every single one of your muscles have a PMS symptom. So like imagine ladies PMS cramping, tired, nausea, headache, just feeling gross and bloated and inflamed. That's how every muscle in my body was feeling. Like my blood vessels were constricting and just feeling so awful. So Anyway, even though I felt that way, I was still passionate about speaking with you guys and just doing what I love. Um, So taking time off, I didn't really know what to do with myself at first. I did a lot of laying around and sleeping in. I slept until probably 11 every day, was sleeping for like 13 hours a night, napping during the day dragging myself to doctor's appointments or having my mom take me since my parents live here now most of the time, which is amazing. Um, and just doing, doing a lot with my doctor and kind of opening up space to trying some new things that I wouldn't have really had the energy and time to do had I been working. So A couple of those new things are I started going to the Human Garage, which is here in LA. I'm actually having the founder, Gary, on my podcast next week. I'll be interviewing him. So it'll be coming out in a few weeks. And Human Garage is all about aligning the body. And they believe that if our bodies are out of whack and our spines are tight and our intestines are clogged and all these things because of just the way that the human body has evolved in modern life, that disease will happen and that all autoimmune disease is caused by like a backup in the gut and the intestines. And in many ways, I agree. I believe that, although I also believe Lyme is caused by tick bites. So there's a whole lot of just opinions out there I've been going to the human garage twice a week for the last month and getting body work. It's like fascia work where they work deep into your fascia and align the spine. There's a chiropractor. There's a craniosacral therapist. There is a trainer. And I've just been doing tons of different sessions there, getting my body aligned. And that has been a game changer. It feels really, really good. And beyond the human garage, I've been doing, well, I I was more consistent with acupuncture and cupping, which I was doing in December, but I've actually not been so consistent with it now because I have been at the human garage. I've also been going to my doctor's office, Dr. Lehman in Beverly Hills, twice or three times a week for antibiotic IVs. So this is a huge question that a lot of people have been asking me. Do I do antibiotics for Lyme? And the answer for a long time was no. I've been on a huge herbal protocol for eight months with like countless Lyme herbs and supplements, but I really was not seeing much improvement. I mean, on a deep cellular level, I'm sure I've been improving, but on an outer level of having energy, of glowing from the inside out, of being able to get out of bed, of having mental clarity. I didn't feel that I was really improving or making very much progress at all. So my doctor put me on antibiotic IVs. She put me on the antibiotic Rocephin, which is R-O-C-E-P-H-I-N, if you wanted to look it up. And I get Rocephin IV twice to three times a week. Um, some people with Lyme who have been debilitated for years and unable to walk and all these things, they take Rocephin via a port in their body, like in their heart, twice a day. So doing it twice or three times a week, I feel... Yeah, that's a lot. But I also know if I suffered from Lyme for many more years before I got help, maybe I would have to have a port in my body as well. So Rocephin has caused one of the hugest improvements that I've felt overall. Um, First, it made me herx, which means you get sicker before you get better because the toxins are dying. And when you have dying toxins in your body, you do not feel well. Um, but after a few weeks of Rosefin, it gave me a boost of energy and mental clarity. And I started to have a few more good days, which is the biggest blessing in the world. So when I say good days, I mean, like you heard how I felt before. I wasn't able to get out of bed. I had no mental clarity. I couldn't really function. I couldn't even stand up to do the dishes or the laundry, my laundry piled up for months and Jonathan, my amazing other half has just been picking up the pieces, doing the dishes, unboxing things that arrived for me, helping me with my laundry, cleaning our place, taking care of Hudson. He's literally been a one man show. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I wasn't able to help, and it was out of my control. And I started to believe that was just me. That was just who I was. That I was like not a helpful person and not a um, reliable person to do these things. And that I, I just didn't have any extra in- energy in me to do anything that wasn't one thousand percent necessary. So after doing rosefen for uh, several weeks, I have had more energy to do the dishes and do my laundry and go on a walk after a long day. I did a photo shoot with my photographer, Ashley, on Monday, which was my first photo shoot in eight months with like a real camera and a real photographer because I, I do take photos. Obviously, I post them. You guys see them, Um, but I haven't. I haven't done the whole shebang for a brand in a while with the professional photos and um, planning things beforehand and all of that. And I would say probably 40%, no, 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 maybe 30% of why I'm able to do that is because of the Rosefin IVs, which brings me to the Second part of why I feel I've been able to do that. The other 70% of why I've had energy for the last two weeks. And I know two weeks is not a long time, but when you haven't had energy in a year or more, two weeks of feeling like a human with a functioning brain is life-changing and incredible. So Uh, the other 70%, I would say of why I'm feeling that way is because of ayahuasca and ayahuasca is a plant medicine from the Amazon. It's been used for thousands of years in Amazonian tribes. It's made from the ayahuasca vine, which is from the Amazon region, places like Peru, Ecuador, um, Lots of different places that I have dreamed of going for a long time, but I actually ended up doing it much closer to home. And um, that's a good thing because I don't think with my health, I'd be able to travel that far right now. It wouldn't be good. So ayahuasca is something I've been thinking of doing for a long time. I'm talking like two or three years ever since I heard the name. I was like, wait a second, this sounds incredible. And actually I shouldn't say ever since I heard the name because the first time I heard of ayahuasca, I was on a ship. I was on um, Summit Series, a boat, which goes out to sea. And it's like a group of a couple thousand very successful leaders in every industry, lots of people in the wellness industry. And... Uh, There were speakers, like the founder of Uber and John Legend was there performing and like really cool stuff. And someone that I met that weekend and became friends with, this, this man who was probably like in his 50s, who was really cool, said to me one night, do you want to try ayahuasca here on the boat? And I was like, I didn't know what ayahuasca was. All I knew was that it was like, something that some kind of like psychoactive drug that took you out of your normal control state of mind and was was something that was just like dangerous and out of control that's what i thought so he he said do you want to do ayahuasca would you be interested in doing ayahuasca tonight and my response was no and i was honestly pretty judgmental i hate to say it but i judged him i thought wow like this guy is not who i thought he was this is insane like he has kids why would he want to do something like that um clearly i was in a very different state of mind i shudder to think how judgmental i was especially because after doing ayahuasca i realized judgment is The root of all unhappiness and all sickness because if we're judging someone else just because they're different than us that is like the perfect formula to be an unhappy person um I realized on ayahuasca that judgment when you're existing with your soul in the realms where only love is real judgment doesn't exist so anyways clearly I was scared And if you're listening to this right now and you're scared and you feel a little maybe judgmental, which I'm not judging you for, um, about me doing ayahuasca, just know I've been in your shoes. I was on that boat. He said that to me and I was just like, dude, you are not, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to do ayahuasca. Um, And so that was like three and a half years ago. And so I guess for the last like, two and a half years, I've been interested in it. And that's because I started hearing about it from a more shamanic perspective. And it was probably about two years ago that I discovered shamanism in a big way and started working with some shamans, having some shamans on this podcast, and essentially wanting to become a shaman myself. And There are all sorts of different shamans. Not all shamans administer plant medicine. And I know a lot of shamans are not interested in plant medicine at all and don't even recommend it. That's a whole different story for a different day. But I've always known that there was a large sector of shamans who do practice and administer plant medicine ceremonies. And ever since I've started having mystical and spiritual experiences of my own, which I can largely thank this podcast for. I have been interested in doing something like that. And last year, last um, January 27, 2018, 2018, when I was just starting to get really sick, Jonathan and I did mushrooms. And it was my first time doing mushrooms, other than one time in high school, which we will not speak about because I was on so many things. It was not good. And I was scared to do mushrooms, but I wanted to have this spiritual experience and just expand my mind. And what I saw was amazing. I was reconnected to my soul. I was reconnected to the earth. And I'll tell you guys all about mushrooms a different day, but it really opened my mind and I started doing them more often and microdosing them. And I'm very, very, very now into psychoactive plant medicine. And I've done a ton of research. Michael Pollan's book is a really good place to start. We can put the link in the show notes. It's called how to change your mind. And that's just one place to start, but there are all sorts of people out there talking about it. The philosopher Alan Watts has a really, really good few books about it. He did a lot of experimental LSD and psilocybin mushrooms. Um, over the course of his life and his career for the sake of philosophical mind expansion, spiritual experiences. So needless to say, it was clear that my life was propelling in a direction that was opening me way more up to doing something like ayahuasca. So um, probably around that time last year, I started really seriously researching ayahuasca, looking at retreats in Peru, thinking about going, trying to actually plan like a nine or 10 day experience in the Amazon jungle doing ayahuasca. And as I got sicker and sicker last year, it was clear to me that that wasn't going to happen. And it was also clear to me that it wasn't the time because I was so sick, which is a deeply traumatic experience. And I, it's not really recommended to go into something as heavy as ayahuasca and as deep as ayahuasca if you're not in a completely stable place. And even though I I don't know if we're ever in like a 100% stable place and the time is never perfect, there's at least a good time. And ayahuasca knows when that good time is going to be for you specifically. So The good news is we don't have to worry too much about when we're going to do it, how we're going to find it, how we're going to come across it. Because if ayahuasca wants to work through you and help you and heal you, she will. She will find you. And that's what happened with me. I started going from being loosely interested in ayahuasca to being completely obsessed with the idea of doing it. And if you guys know me, which a lot of you do, you know that that's kind of how I roll. So if I'm interested in something, I get really interested in it. I research it like crazy. I talk about it all the time. And then eventually I do it. And that's what happened this time. So to make a long story short, I had a few people in my life who I literally barely know reach out and tell me. You should try ayahuasca. And then I just started noticing it. I started seeing it everywhere. It started coming up in conversation. And that's what happens. That's how ayahuasca, the plant medicine whispers her name into your ear and calls you in and lets you know that you're ready for that type of experience. So I asked around. I luckily have a good friend who lived in Peru and I asked her, for a recommendation. And she said, wow, I've never even, I've never actually done ayahuasca. I haven't felt called to do it, but here's the name of this amazing man who I lived in Peru with who does ayahuasca ceremonies and he's full of integrity. He knows what he's doing. I trust him wholeheartedly contact him. So I contacted him, set the whole thing up. And luckily found out that there was a retreat coming up in January that I would be able to join in on, and I did. And just to tell you guys, because I know a lot of people have been asking me where I did it, and if I was listening and I was interested in ayahuasca, I'd be asking the same question, but out of respect for him and his beautiful practice and all the integrity he has for it, and the fact that it's not legal in many places in the U.S., I'm not going to be able to share where I did it. And also I think that's good for me because I share so much. I share everything and having just a few personal intimate things for myself is really important. And this is the deepest, most intimate and important thing I've ever done for myself. So keeping it intimate feels really good but that doesn't mean that I don't want to teach you about it. And I'm going to have some experts on, and we're still going to share a lot here. And I'm happy to be of service in other ways and answer other questions and help in other ways to help you know how to prepare for a ceremony if you're interested in doing one. So basically let's fast forward to the retreat starting I drove there. I got lost. My car got stuck in the mud. I questioned why I was there, what I was doing there, what the heck this whole thing was even for, if I was too sick to be there, why I was there alone, which I did go alone because Jonathan wanted to come, but he was unable to that weekend. And now I know that for many purposes, I was supposed to be alone. So Let's see here. I didn't know why I went to the ayahuasca retreat. I burst into tears when I arrived because my car, which was Jonathan's car, was deeply stuck in the mud. I thought it had bottomed out. I thought it was done for. And we were so deep into the wilderness, like 20 miles away from civilization of all kinds. And if I was stuck, I was stuck and like that car would have been there forever. So. I was just thinking, what am I doing here? Why did I think I was even healthy enough to be here? I don't feel prepared, not prepared. I just don't feel like I should be here. Like It was a campsite. I'm not a camping kind of person. I'm very much a city kind of person. And I just felt absolutely pissed off at myself for being there. I unloaded all my stuff into a yurt. There was a yurt for women and a yurt for men. A yurt is like a big circular thing, kind of not a tent, but like a structure where you co-sleep with other people. It's kind of like camping, but not not quite the whole tent experience. And we got all of our stuff ready for the ceremony, which was happening in a third yurt where there were about 20 of us, including the leader, shamanic leader, and about six people helping that are caretakers. Because when you do ayahuasca, it's really important to have people taking care of you and people around you who are trained, who are loving, who are full of light and integrity and know what they're doing so that you're not getting yourself into a potentially traumatic or dangerous situation because it is really intense. So we sat there, we started, started the experience. We went around in a circle, it was pouring rain, talking about our intentions because going into a plant medicine experience, you want to be really clear on what your intention is for being there and what you want to get out of it. So my intention, plain and simple, was to heal, but I also wanted to know why am I sick? What is my soul's purpose on this earth? What is my soul's purpose for being here? I know I got sick for a reason. Can ayahuasca please let me know what that reason is so that I can have some clarity and peace of mind about why I have had to take a year off of my life, which has been really fucking hard. I have missed my best friend in the world's bachelor party, another close friend since kindergarten's bachelorette party. And these things might sound trivial and maybe in the scheme of life they are, but for someone like me who all I care about in life is my friends and the people who I love and missing out on key experiences in their life that, that they're going to remember forever is not who I am. So I wanted to know why have I lost all clarity in my brain? Why am I unable to function? Why have I not been able to pick up a pen and paper in like a year, even though writing is the only thing? that I I love so much and why can't I be the fiance that I want to be, the cat mom I want to be, the daughter, the the aunt to my nieces and nephew that I want to be, the sister. I just feel disconnected from everything and everyone and it just felt awful. So clearly, I was working with a lot of pain and I just wanted, my intention was ayahuasca, please please give me some clarity. I need to know what's up. I need to know what I can do from here. So we had our first serving of ayahuasca. We each walked up to the facilitator, sat down. He communicates with the plant. And with you to know how much to give you. And if it's your first time, we were starting really gently. And there was at least half of us. It was our first time. And yes, I was surrounded by people I've never met in my life um, who quickly became family and dear friends. Because when you go on an experience like this together, that's what happens. So I had my first serving of ayahuasca. I was told that I might not feel anything right away. Um, or at all because it was a gentle introduction. So I'm laying there. I have a bucket next to me. Everyone around me, we're all in a huge circle, women on one side, men on the other. Everyone around me has a bucket to the side of them. And soon some people started getting sick and having experiences and kind of quietly talking. And I mean, everyone was really quiet, but some people were scared and having a scary experience. So they were quietly talking because they needed some help and from the from the helpers. And I'm just laying there like I don't feel anything. So I was kind of disappointed, but also knew at some point I would I would feel it. So I had my second serving about an hour and a half later. And after that is when I started to feel it. Ayahuasca is it's a vine, it comes from the vine and it's it's brewed. So it's like a tea when you drink it, it, tastes very earthy to me. It doesn't taste good at all. I think it, most people feel that way. And, um, took that first, ser- that second serving and laid there for a little while. Listened to the music. The music was beautiful. There were some people playing live music and um, singing songs from the Yawanawa tribe uh, in Peru, which is where this particular facilitator was trained and the music was so beautiful. And under the medicine of ayahuasca, I started to feel, oh my gosh, music is so beautiful. I feel like I'm a music note. I feel like I'm getting lost in the music in a beautiful way. And you just start to realize sounds have so much more meaning than we think they do. So like my voice right now, wherever you are, if you're in your car, if you're at your desk, if you're on a walk, my voice has resonance and it's having some kind of impact on you. Whether it's a beautiful impact and you're learning a lot or you're annoyed about something or the list goes on, sound has so much meaning to it. It soothes us. It gives us the ability to take a deep breath. Let's all do that together. It gives us the ability to express ourselves and to transcend this world via hearing other sounds. That's why chanting and Kundalini and traditional Buddhist meditation, all of that has such deep meaning. So, some of like the whistling in the songs, I was like, oh my God, I'm having a whole new experience with music. This is amazing. And then I started to drift deeper into the experience. I connected with my ancestors, my. All four of my grandparents who have passed away were standing there almost like at a gate of a garden, holding out their hands to me for me to come to them so that they could lead me through this experience. And first, it was my mom's dad, my grandpa, Harry, who everyone says that I look just like, who I never had the pleasure of meeting. He passed away when my parents first met and he was pretty young. Uh, He was about 60 Um, from a heart attack. And I don't usually really connect with him when I'm speaking to mediums or when I'm channeling and having my own spiritual experiences. So when I saw him, I was so happy and he kind of insinuated to me like, yes, I'm always here. I know you don't often see me. I'm not the one who always shows up, but I'm always here. And he grabbed my hand with his huge smile, the smile that looks like mine. Everyone tells me in my family, you look just like him. And he led me to the other three grandparents who were all standing there together. And then he joined his wife, my Nana, Esther, my mom's mom, and they stood there and they kind of gave me the impression because there's not really like speaking, like, yes, you're talking to each other, but you're using a language that is different from the way that we speak to each other here on earth. And they implied to me and kind of told me through their spirits and body language that they were there for support and love, but that I was there to go on a journey with my paternal grandparents. And my mom's parents kind of implied like, yeah, their life is not perfect. And like, they have shit to work through too. But my paternal side is the more, the side that needs more healing and the side that is more, has more pain. Um, so my, my paternal grandmother, Teresa, who passed away when I was in high school and I knew her really well. She, she lived in Sacramento. So I grew up seeing her and my papa a lot. And, um, my dad's parents, she grew up in Boston and she's from her family's from Sicily. And in life, my grandma, Terry was, It's not that she was an unhappy person, but she felt that she didn't get in life what she deserved. So she really, really felt that she didn't, that she got the short end of the stick in life, that she didn't have very much money. And that my grandpa, my papa, who was in the Navy and was literally never really interested in working after that. He was just happy with a very, very simple life and going to the VA every day and playing cards. Um some of you guys know him from my conversations with Marianne, the medium. He always is like the spirit guide who's always with me. So my grandma Terry always felt like she didn't have enough. She didn't have what she felt that she deserved. And she was raised in Boston. And then she married this man, my papa from Arkansas. They moved to Sacramento and she always felt like she was just destined for a higher class in a way. And so she wasn't happy. And when my dad became very successful, she was so proud of him, but I think there was also a lot of pain there and a lot of jealousy, you know, in a way, I mean, she was very happy for him and she loves her children very much, but she would say things like my, my dad was experiencing how the other half live. And she felt that she was in the the lesser half. And I mean, this is something I've always known about her, but I finally being there with her while I was on the ayahuasca medicine, I felt it. And ayahuasca drew me into a place that showed me you have to feel her pain. You can't just know her pain. You can't just Understand it from afar or try to understand it. You have to go into her body and feel the depth of her pain so that you know what it feels like, so that you know how it's manifesting in your body. So I actually went into it and I felt her pain, and it was like searing in my stomach and my chest and making me so like oh my God, it was it, it. was so deep. It was so painful and sad. And she showed me it's not just her pain. It's like lineages and generations of women in our family. So like her mother, her mother's mother, her mother's mother's mother, all the way back to the beginning of time. And She was holding on generations worth of pain. Her life was predestined so that she would feel the way that she felt. And it wasn't her fault. And she didn't, she never wanted to burden me with that pain or anyone. She just didn't have the tools, just like all the women before her didn't really have the tools to alleviate that pain. And so her and I, we worked together to go on a healing journey through the ayahuasca medicine to heal her. And I saw very clearly that uh, no one can heal if the whole lineage does not heal. So like, I can't just try to heal myself and expect to be better. And for the rest of our generations, the children that I will have and grandchildren to be healed. Um, I can't just expect that if I don't, if I don't, if we don't all heal together. And she also showed me the pain that lives in my dad and um, my siblings. And this was all very painful. I had to go deep into it. And I saw that of all of my siblings, we all manifest the pain in a different way. And my pain that I take on from grandparents, etc., cetera, um, from my whole lineage manifests, in physical sickness, physical, physical illness. And slowly but surely my body has gotten very physically sick over the last several years, if not my entire life, because I'm holding all this pain, but my, it, it, my soul chose this. I chose to come to this earth to experience this and to heal for my lineage. So in a way, like I could be my great, 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 great-grandmother reincarnated, you know? And I don't know if I am, and like maybe our souls are very intertwined, but I came here to heal the lineage and not just my family, but many others. And so I saw myself healing and healing myself, healing others, being a healer, having a platform where I'm able to reach hundreds of thousands and then millions of people and heal and kind of just make the world a better place. And I saw that that's one of my soul's gifts and that's what I came here to do. And like everyone has gifts. So it's not that one person is more special than the other. What I saw on ayahuasca is that we all have such deep, beautiful gifts. And some souls are more evolved in a way, but I don't want to say that because every soul is evolved and every soul has the potential to really escalate spiritually and be so evolved. But some souls, it's almost like some souls came to this earth knowing more about where they came from than other souls. So I feel that my soul knows a lot about where I've come from. And plant medicine, I have to thank for that because before I ever did mushrooms and now ayahuasca, I knew these things and it was causing me so much stress and distress and depression in my life and anxiety because I felt disconnected from my soul. And it was weird because I knew I was like doing my soul's purpose. I was I was here. I was blogging. I created my own business. I work for myself. I put my friends and family first. I have the love of my life. I have Hudson, my cat. Hudson and I found each other in a very spiritual way. I'm a yoga teacher. I've dedicated half of my life to studying yoga. I'm interested in Kabbalah and human design and Reiki, all these things. And basically I felt like I was going insane because I felt like I'm so tapped in. I feel psychic, like I can think about something and then it happens, or I can read someone's mind, or I'll see a vision of one of my friends, how they're going to meet the love of their life. And then it's like, why did I see that? I didn't have any control over that. I didn't ask to see that. I'm glad I saw it but how can I do this? How can I have control over these otherworldly gifts? Um and it's like being an empath and it cuz if like the word psychic is too much for you just think of like empathic people, highly sensitive people. I was so empathic and highly sensitive that I felt like I cannot go on. I can't exist anymore as a human if I can't understand what's going on, and I would have these experiences like even just a few months ago when I started my time off sitting in front of the mirror in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep because my insomnia rages and watching my face shape shift into all different kinds of beings and i've I've seen a lot of shape shifting things happen like I've seen you guys know this if you listen to the podcast. I've seen Nicola's face, Nicola's a shaman, Nicola's face shape shift into other creatures, other beings. And I was watching this on my own face in the mirror a few months ago and um watching like a dark cloud come over me. And then I lifted it and brought in the light. And I could go on and on about those experiences, deeply empathic, deeply intuitive. And I felt like every day that passes, like I feel more connected to my soul and my spirit and more disconnected from it because I cannot merge my two worlds. It's so hard. It's so hard being a human and merging into the other realms and universes that I feel and that I have access to and that we all have access to. But my soul feels like that's where it lives. And so... When I sleep at night, that's where I go. And Jonathan will say to me, like, when you're sleeping, it's the happiest I've ever seen you because you're so calm and it's like you're going home. And like, he doesn't want to wake me up in the morning because he sees I'm home. And he'll he'll just like gently say goodbye to me in the morning and say, have fun being home. <laughs> and it's like the sweetest thing. And it's also so sad because like, Yes that's home but but here is home too. I came to this earth to live, make the most of my life and be a human. And while I was on ayahuasca, I could see all of this so clearly. Like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I saw my soul's home. My soul's home was so beautiful with shapes and colors and music notes and we can fly and I saw that part of my soul's purpose here on earth is to open up my soul's world and have Jonathan like crawl inside of it with me and our souls coexist forever. And everyone we love, we can do that with like, it's limitless what we can do. The universe is so abundantly, beautifully powerful. And I saw all of that and it kind of just Made all of my fears and anxieties and my resentments about being sick and my questions about being sick and being so sad and being so upset about being so sick, made it all go away to the point where I felt like, oh my God, I get it now. I get it now. And I'm surrounded by people. We all are surrounded by highly sensitive people who are struggling in the world. Like for me, I'm surrounded by people like Tommy, who you guys know, my first love, who, I mean, I feel that he's too sensitive for this world, but he can heal. He can get better, but he struggles because he's so sensitive. Um, Surrounded by some people in my family who are very deeply, highly sensitive. And I just want, I just want them to know where they came from so that they can see like there's nothing to be so confused and sad about. We have all these questions being human of why are we here? What happens when we die? What are we doing here? Does our life have any meaning? Do we have connections to people who have passed away? Do we have connections to our soul in other realms? Do parallel universes exist? Um do we really make an impact on the world or do we just die and that's it? Like we have all these questions and I feel deeply that because people have all these questions we are often an unhappy species of humans because we literally don't get it. We don't get where we came from or why we're here. So for me, ayahuasca was so healing because I got to see why I'm here. And then I I also could see all the souls around me, all the people who I love and how I can help them and how um, not just me, but how they can help themselves as well. And opening my eyes and looking around the room, I saw angels on people's faces. I saw fairies on people's faces. I saw elves and um, reptiles. And I could kind of just close my eyes and think about any person, any of my friends, people who I love, my mom, um, all of my dearest friends, Brandon, who's been on this podcast, Tynan, my wedding photographer slash dear friend and I could just ask ayahuasca or the universe or my own soul like can I see this person's soul and I could see it and it was so beautiful and I could kind of see like their life purpose and um all the lifetimes that we've had together and like if you ever wonder why you look into someone's eyes here on this earth and you you think like God, I've seen this person before, or like, I just love this person. Their eyes transcend me to a different place. It's because you've probably had many lifetimes with them, which is a very, very, very beautiful thing. So I saw that deeply with a lot of the people in my life. Meanwhile, some people around me were throwing up, not feeling well, very scared, feeling like they were dying. And I could see them, and I kind of wanted to take them to my happy place, my happy soul home. But I also saw what they were experiencing and I felt like, oh shit, if they're experiencing this, then that means I have the potential to experience this because we're all one. We're all the same. We're all love. Wow. So I saw that. And then I took my third serving of ayahuasca like an hour later And went even deeper to the point where everyone around me, their faces looked like they were melting. My own hands looked like they were melting. I went to some darker places where I saw, like, basically the underworld and where humans meet the earth. And humans almost being, like, this crazy experiment. Like, humans haven't been around for that long compared to the earth, so the earth which is ayahuasca ayahuasca's been around for so long deeply wise think about like trees being around for all these billions of years versus humans and i could see like the earth feels interestingly about humans like we're all merging and then like souls of the earth are becoming humans to kind of come to this human world and help save it because we need a lot of saving and there's a lot of pain here and lots of shifts are about to happen in the world we're shifting to a much more divinely feminine way of life and so a lot of deeply masculine deeply painful things are happening in our world of course when you look around at the state of our world people dying mass murders the way our country is run all of that is having to happen. It has to happen for a specific reason right now. I mean, it doesn't have to, like we could all elevate higher sooner, but we have, those of us who are elevating now, we have to elevate rapidly so that we can help everyone else. It's like, we are all organisms inside of the same cell that's just kind of like how I saw it on ayahuasca and we all have to heal each other. If someone's elevating, we have to help everyone else come up with us so that the world can just go to a higher place. So... That was mostly my first night. I could go on and on. It lasts for about six hours, but you feel like where I was, like it was many, 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 many years. So at this point, I, I feel like, oh God, I've been away from like Jonathan for like five years. I really missed him. That's how I felt. Then you kind of go back to your yurt. You try to sleep, try to eat in the morning um, before the next ceremony, which is the next evening. And before I get into that, I just want to thank our sponsor, second sponsor, for today's episode, Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. You guys are amazing. You make my life really easy. You're actually one of my most used... things during my time off, because I was trying not to go to the grocery store very much or leave home very much. So I use Thrive Market, which is an online marketplace where I get all of my groceries and everything shipped right to my door. You guys can use thrivemarket.com slash blonde, that link to get a really great deal. You get free shipping and a huge amount off of your purchase. And when you go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, uh, you can also see all of my favorites on Thrive Market. So you'll see everything from raw pecan butter, artisana organics, my favorite, to my favorite spirulina powder, which is on sale. You can literally get it for less than $10. It's on sale for $9.74. Spirulina at any other store will literally cost you like 40 or $50. So definitely go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, get the Thrive Market five ounce bottle of spirulina. Um, I have raw vegan coconut butter on there, which is like my favorite dessert. I have castor oil, which I use to massage my stomach and do my self-care Ayurvedic abhyanga massages on my stomach to make sure that my womb is being taken care of and that my fibroid doesn't grow back um coco kind matcha stick which priscilla the founder of coco kind my dear friend is going to be on the podcast next week all of her products super natural super food based skincare you can find on thrivemarket.com/blonde um tongue scraper my ayurvedic Go to. I use my tongue scraper twice a day. I feel like if I didn't, my breath would be really bad because that's just kind of life, um, especially when you're sick and you have a lot of toxins in your body. Eating Evolved Dark Chocolate, Coconut Butter Cups, Mushroom Matcha from Four Sigmatic. My favorite, no salt, green free tortilla chips from Siete that Jonathan and I eat every single minute of every single day. Um, and all of my favorite sun potion products, which are like chlorella and other superfoods. And I also get Hudson's organic cat treats on there, which you'll find on my favorites page. So head to thrivemarket.com blonde to get some free shipping and get a really great deal on your first order. And you can just sign up and use it all the time. They have everything from food to home care products, cat food, all of it. I know that you'll love it. And now, thanks Thrive. Let's get back into the episode and talk about my second night with ayahuasca because my second night with the medicine was nuts and totally crazy, wild, wildness. So I'm just going to skip that whole day because we did kundalini. It was really magical, but I I do want to get into the second night of ayahuasca before the episode gets way too long. So second night of the medicine, basically the medicine stays in your system from the first night. So when you get into the second night, it, it's much deeper. And that's why They had told us the first night's going to be gentle and the second night's going to be deep. And after my deep experience on the first night, I thought, how could anyone possibly go deeper? Like, I'm happy to go that deep again, but I highly doubt that I will go. Well, not doubt because I didn't, I'm not cocky enough to think that I'm smarter than Um, the wisest plant medicine ever, ayahuasca. But I did just think, what is deeper? What does deeper look like? My soul can't even fathom what that would be. And I already felt so much healing, so much alleviated from my body and my life from the first night. I thought, okay, I'm game. Take me in. And we had sat around in a circle sharing our experiences and people, some people shared similar positive experiences of mine, similar to mine, Um, not the same because no two people will ever have the same experience, but other people shared some really dark experiences and scary and other people near me were saying like, I'm really scared to go back into it. Aren't you scared? And I was like, yeah, I'm scared. I mean it's deep. I'm scared. Yes. But if you didn't have fear, you would be, well, you would be in for a big awakening, a rude awakening. So yes, it's good. It's healthy to have a certain amount of fear. I think going into these things, because there's a lot we don't know humans. We think we know so much, but we don't really know anything. So ayahuasca can take us wherever it pleases. And it's all love. It's all beautiful. If it's taking you to a dark place, you're going there for a reason, but still you have to be prepared to go to those dark places. If that is what you need to learn. And I believe if you're sick and you have a lot of deep healing to do the way that I did and do, I mean, gosh, I still do, of course. Um, If you are sick in those ways, then you are going to be taken to a very deep place, a very dark place and scary place in order to heal. I had my first serving. I was taken pretty deep. I was really deep. I was like in the underworld. If you could imagine, if you've ever seen the show Stranger Things, I felt like I was in the upside down. I was like swimming through this underworld swamp and I could look up and see... Myself and Jonathan and my life kind of like walking around in our lives. And it was almost funny to me like, oh my gosh, when you're under the world like this, what humans do looks so random and weird. So I knew I was being taken to a darker place, like a lower vibrational place, because I wasn't like up in the clouds with my grandparents and I wasn't like floating in my soul's beautiful world. I was like, Kind of deep under the earth with ayahuasca is what it felt like with the plants and with the the mulch of the earth, but I was okay to be there. I was interested to see like, oh, is this how like parts of the earth live i'm I'm really open to seeing this and then I took my second serving, and I knew I was really going deep because when when he came around, when our facilitator came around and gave me my second serving, he said to me quietly, Do you want a second serving? And I was like, What? Like, I couldn't even speak human English anymore. I was like, What are you saying? And he was like, Do you want a second serving? And I could see that he was even like smiling because he has a really good sense of humor and he's amazing. And he was kind of, he wasn't laughing at me, but like, he knew I was going deep. And um I was like, "Oh, sure. Yeah, I do want the second serving." So I took it, and as I sipped it back, I realized that like my hair was in my mouth. And I have this really big phobia of hair in my mouth and chewing hair or like getting hair in my food. I know nobody likes that kind of thing, but my phobia is above and beyond and I just, I can't handle it. I hate it. So I realized I had hair in my mouth and I was so disconnected from my body at this point that I was thinking, oh, that's okay. I I mean, I don't like it, but I think I'll live kind of thing. I drank the ayahuasca. I realized there was like hair in my mouth from the sip of the ayahuasca that I had taken. Um, but I was like, okay, I can live with this. It's fine. Um, But then I started getting in my head and feeling like the hair was in in my mouth and like I was chewing it and it was down my throat and it was starting to make me really nauseous. And after taking that really big second serving, and even my first serving that night was big, all decided by ayahuasca, because this is all predetermined. I started going to a really dark place and I, it was almost like I was taken into a demonic hell and I started, my heart started pounding. I felt like I couldn't get comfortable in my body or my skin. and I started shifting around and like the, the whole previous night I had laid there, very calmly and quietly and everyone was like gosh you didn't move at all you were so calm you were the calmest person in the room and now i'm like thrashing around like oh no oh no oh no this is hitting me i have a really big wave hitting me i'm very scared and started going so deep that i'm like oh shit oh shit like ripping at my skin and like feeling like i was going to throw up and so i i stood up with a jolt and it was like something else was propelling my body. It was not me. I stood up with a jolt and started walking to the bathroom because I felt like I was going to throw up or something was going to happen. And my knees weren't even bending as I walked. And I was walking really fast because I was full of, I was terrified and and felt just so ill and dizzy and there were like colors hitting me in the face and everything that had been so beautiful and positive almost like spun around and was like slapping me in the face. And the music that was playing, I felt like it was on a loop and I was stuck in the loop and couldn't get out. And that I was trapped there and like everything good that happened had only happened so that everything bad was going to happen. And it's hard to explain, but it was like a loop. Like, no, everything that you think is real is not real. And everything that you don't think is real is real. And it's all a trick. Like, that's what I started thinking. And I went into the bathroom and one of the helpers outside this amazing guy, Chris, um, was like, let me help you. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want help. I'm very scared. I want to be alone. And went into the bathroom. And he was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait out here for you. You're fine. And they're all so loving and trained so properly to just deal with us as as we freak out. So he was super sweet. And he was like, I'm just going to wait for you outside. And I was honestly like, please don't. Um, Cause I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I literally thought I might walk into the bathroom stall and die. I didn't know if I was going to die or if like I was going to throw up until I had nothing left in me or if I was going to shit myself. Like I didn't know because you just, you lose all control of your body. Your body is like non-existent to you. So I walk in there I'm just standing there and I feel like I'm trapped in like, like a carnival prison is <laughs> the best way to describe it, of like music and colors and sounds and like clowns and everything I'm afraid of, like just like slapping me in the face and, and nothing was comfortable. Like my body temperature rose so high that there was sweat projectiling out of my face, <laughs> sweat. I had a temperature, like a fever so high. I was just dripping in sweat, like soaking wet. And um, then I started throwing up and I also still felt like there was hair in my mouth, which was like the trigger for this whole thing. And so I started throwing up. I believed I was throwing up hair, but I don't even know if that was true. And after I threw up, I felt like my body temperature went back down and it was more tolerable to be in my body, which was wonderful. And I felt like, okay, maybe, maybe the worst of this has hit me because I was going to a bad place. I was like, oh no, everyone who says don't do ayahuasca, don't do anything this intense was right. And they were all right. and I'm wrong. And I'm the one suffering now and like bad stuff. So I came out of the bathroom, Chris was waiting for me. And I was like, you waited for me because I felt like I had been in there for years. It was probably like 10 minutes and he was like, yeah, of course I waited for you. Are you okay? And all I could say was that was intense. And you almost lose like connection to the English language. You're just like, no words can do it justice. And he's like, it sounded intense. And then I went back and laid back down in my spot in the ceremony and felt like maybe I had been through the worst of it. And then I realized I was so wrong. The next wave hit me, started to hit me. And I was really scared to get sick again and feel the way that I just had. So I started freaking out and I refused for that. I just was refusing to feel it and not refuse. I was also surrendering into it at the same time. I was just scared. So this took me much deeper than the first wave. And I started screaming and I'm in the ceremony screaming. So, but I didn't know consciously that I was doing this, but I've started screaming and screaming like all the pain that had, that I had been shown the night before from my grandmother, from my, from my dad, from my ancestors. From my own everything that my body has been through in the last couple years. Because I also saw all these visions of like myself in surgery and myself with Lyme and like how sick I've been and started to have compassion for myself in a way, like a self love, deep kind of way, as if I was like my own child, like, oh my gosh. I've been through so much and I don't even give myself any love or credit for that. Like 99% of the time, like what is wrong with me? So all that pain that had been mounting and mounting and mounting and mounting and the pain of feeling like I've lost my life for the last year, I've lost Friendships like I feel disconnected from everyone that I know and everything that I've built and everything that I know that is real for myself. Like, I've lost it all. That's how I felt. I just started screaming out all of that pain, and I was writhing on the ground, screaming for so long. I mean, I was so scared. So, where I was, I was like in hell and being trapped there and being told I wasn't allowed to leave. And I believed that I had been there for centuries and that I was never going to be able to come back to my life and that I was never going to be allowed to come back to my life. So I was screaming for Hudson and Jonathan, just screaming over and over and over again for Hudson and Jonathan because I wanted to show whoever was keeping me there that I believed that that was happening, that I knew where I came from and that my life existed and I didn't forget my life and like, I know Hudson and Jonathan and I want to go back to them and screaming like, Jonathan works at Orange Theory (laughs) and crazy stuff like that because I was proving in my very medicine induced mind. I was proving to them that I knew my life as Jordan Younger, the balanced blonde, whatever you know me as. I was like, that is my life and screaming like my parents' names and really Hudson. I was like, take me back to Hudson. If I don't get to see Hudson again, I will, I will lose it. I will get back to him. I exist for him. He takes care of me. I need Hudson. I need Hudson. And just started screaming that like on a loop. And I was making no sense to them, but to me, I'm sure it made sense. I screamed at my brother, like some, I think I've talked about this a bit on the podcast that my family has been through a lot. And I haven't been on the best terms with one of my siblings and was screaming at that and screaming at him on the ayahuasca. And I mean, it's personal. I would tell you guys everything, but it's personal to some people in my family. So I'll keep some of it to myself, but I let it all out. I let out not just my anger, but other other people's anger, other people in my family's anger. And I screamed it out like for everybody. It's like I was transmuting their energies. And then I was transmuting the energies of the people in the room, in the ceremony, the people who had been strangers to me before the weekend, I was screaming out like their intentions for the night, which I didn't even really know. And, and like, I don't know, I was connected for them to some demonic place and screaming, screaming. It was like an exorcism. All of my limbs were shaking, convulsing. Uh, people were trying to console me, of course. And People were trying to carry me out of the ceremony room because I was really distracting to everyone else, obviously, and disturbing because I was screaming for a full 30 minutes. But where I was, it felt like five years and I wouldn't let them carry me out. So the facilitator, he was like calmly saying to me, Jordan, Jordan, we're going to pick you up. We're going to take you outside, get some fresh air. And I was like, no, 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 you will not. I will not let you. I I said, no, listen to me. I am not going. And just really, truly, I was possessed. I felt possessed and screaming and kicking and thrashing and ripping at my skin and ripping out my hair and just screaming, no, 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 all over again. And then saying, I found my voice and I ripped this like marble. I saw it and felt it out of my throat. I like worked it all the way through my throat and ripped it out and like chucked it out into the abyss and then was screaming. I found my voice. I found my voice. I have my voice now. You cannot take my voice away from me. I found my voice and was just screaming. And I see why. I mean, I feel like since being sick with Lyme, I lost my voice. I lost my voice because my voice, itself, my voice box was so weak from being so sick that I didn't even feel for the last year and a half that I've even had access to my voice, which is like access to my breath, which is such a healing thing. And I felt like through releasing that marble and the scream, the guttural screams and cries, I found my voice. And maybe that was like why I was there. Mm -hmm. Then Like two of the people helping me took on the faces of my mom and my dad. And so then I felt really safe because I'm like, okay, they're here. And someone took on the face of Jonathan. So I'm like, oh my God, you guys are all here. Thank God, because I can't exist without you. And even if I can't go back to my real life as Jordan, as long as you're here and your souls are here, I'll can. i be okay. If you're here, I'm okay. And then- since they took on the faces of my parents, I actually went through like the birth experience, like in the womb, birthing into the world, born. And because everyone was so loving and took care of me and didn't make this a traumatic experience, it was very healing, believe it or not. I know it sounds traumatic and easily it could have been very traumatizing to look back on like the screaming and being in hell, like releasing demons from my body through screaming and crying and everything, it was actually all love, all loving, so healing. And they took care of me. And that's why I am so deeply grateful to people who have really dedicated their life to administering these plant medicines and taking care of others and leading others on this healing path because they have to act with such integrity and take care of us so much so that it doesn't become a deeply traumatic experience. And basically like I laid there, I turned to the side after I calmed down from all of this, I crawled back up because I realized I was like sprawled on the floor, crawled back up onto like my blankets and my pillows. And I asked one of the people helping me, was I screaming out loud or was that like a nightmare that wasn't real? And he was like, no, you were screaming out loud. And I was like, oh my God, was I so disturbing to everyone? And he said, no, yes, but no, like it was awesome. And then as it ended, when the ceremony ended later, everyone, many people came up to me and said like, that was amazing that was awesome. I'm so proud of you. You healed so deeply. You let go of my pain. I feel like I healed through you. I love you. You're special. You're a warrior. Like So encouraging and supportive that it turned something that could have been like so shameful because I was screaming my deepest inner demons to a huge room of people um, and disturbing them. They didn't let it be that way for me. Everyone held space for me and made it so healing. And also we were all supposed to be there together for a reason. So they taught me something, which was unconditional love and acceptance. And I taught them something, which was whatever they needed to learn being in a room with someone screaming. Um, I'm sure everyone has things to work on with that, like letting go of, of judgment and finding your own inner peace despite distractions. Or maybe I said something that resonated with them as I know a few of them told me. And then because of all of them being there, they were able to share with me a lot of what I had said and a lot of what I had screamed because I remembered what I had screamed, but I also forgot a lot of what I had said because I was not there. It was like, it was Jordan, but it wasn't Jordan. It was some deeper power within me working through me. And that's how I learned that I had talked about orange theory and everyone's like, who's Hudson? Like thinking it was like my lover. And I'm like, that's my cat. He's my baby. Um, And like telling me the names of, of friends that I had shouted out and one of the amazing guys there, he's Australian. He said, hearing all the names that I was screaming out made him feel like he was in an American movie about like a varsity cheerleading squad. I was like, oh my God, I guess all of my friends do have very American names. Um, and like when all that demonic hell passed me, I felt lighter and more healed than I have ever felt in my entire freaking life. Ever. And that was two weeks ago now. And it has lasted all the way until now. I mean, it's still going. Like the ceremony ended uh, the next day. I only did droplets of the medicine where other people went deep again, but I had gone so deep. I wasn't interested in and i couldn't handle to go that deep again the next day so i did the droplets and um and then i was able to integrate everything and take notes and i wrote like a whole journal full of what i had seen and experienced and i wrote poetry and my poems were flowing out of me i posted on instagram and started to feel really good about what i was sharing and like oh i'm finally sharing from the heart again i don't feel so blocked And on the drive home back to LA, just a few days later, I called like everyone who I love and just had massive conversations with them. And to spare you a long story, it took me 15 hours to get home and it should have taken five. And it's because a huge part of the I-5 freeway was closed because it was snowing right outside of LA, which never happens. And I had to go I had, I went from Northern California to Southern California, back to Central California to Santa Barbara, then to LA. And I believe I had to be in the car for those 15 hours in order to integrate the experience. And also, ayahuasca was still working through me and telling me that the integration process back into life was going to be hard. And that was correct. And now I have felt. Full of energy, brain clarity. That next week, I made huge decisions. I chose my wedding dress. I chose a wedding officiator. I was able to make business decisions um, about my team that I ha- I have been blocked from making for over a year, and it felt so good. It feels so good. And now, between the ayahuasca, the Rosefin IVs, like human garage, everything else that I'm doing, the sauna in my home. Oh my God. I feel like I'm finding the formula that is healing me finally. And it's beautiful. And I am so excited. I could go on for so long, you guys, and tell you everything. And I want to tell you more about ayahuasca. And just briefly, if you're interested in ayahuasca, my biggest, biggest, biggest tip is to research who you're doing it with know that they're full of integrity and that they're gonna take care of you the way that that um, I'm describing in this experience so that nothing is traumatic for you and it's all beautiful and exactly as it's meant to be. And if you don't feel ready to do it, but you know you're called to do it in your future, just know the timing will be right when you're supposed to do it and you'll know. And if you do feel ready to do it, then that's a deep inner knowing and you can trust yourself just know that it's deep and and you have to be at least stable in the mind enough to know that you might go to these demonic places that I did, which was wild. So um, more on that, I will definitely do more episodes on ayahuasca. I actually have an expert coming on is it next week? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm interviewing him next week and we're going to talk all about it. So you can continue asking me your ayahuasca questions on Instagram. Just leave them on my latest Instagram photo so that I can answer them for you with him. Um, I have so much more to talk about. For once in my life, I wrote a list of everything I wanted to talk about, and I only talked about less than half. But the truth is I actually have to get ready to go speak at a conference right now. And the fact that I even have the energy to do that and like the brain power and the wherewithal is so exciting. And I just feel so grateful and so honored to be getting my life back. And a lot of people have been reaching out and saying to me, congratulations, you're healing. And I really appreciate it. You guys have followed on my journey so closely. And part of me is like, I'm so scared to even say that I'm healing because I don't even know how long this will last. But I want to believe that it will last. I really do. And now I could start crying. It's such an it's such a wild thing to finally start to feel like you're healing. Holy shit. It's weird talking about this out loud. It's like very therapeutic for me and it's just it's exciting and it's scary. It's scary to heal because I want it to I want it to keep healing. I just want to keep healing so that I can feel better and live my life. So thank you guys for supporting me and for listening to this and um I'm going to do another solo episode I think because there's so much to talk about about like brands that have made a difference in my life while I've been healing, books, podcasts, treatments. Taking a break from Instagram was amazing because I didn't compare my life to all the things that I can't do right now being sick. So if you're feeling the way that I have felt and if you're feeling sick as well, or you do have a chronic illness or you're just feeling down, I do recommend taking a break from social media, not looking at stories. Um, My friend Lauren, the Skinny Confidential has a really good tip that is consume five accounts I think something like this at a time, just a few, so that you have these people in your life. It's like they say you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. What about the five people that you follow closest on social media or the podcast that you listen to? So keep those things in mind so that all these things are self-care. All these things are taking care of ourselves. And yeah, I mean, a lot of you have said that I look different after my ayahuasca ceremony and I do. I feel like a different person. I am a different person. I am clearer. My eyes are clearer. My skin is clearer. I am glowing from the inside out. I'm reconnected to my soul's purpose. I can write again. I can share again. I can talk again. I have my voice. (sighs) It was life-changing. And it's so personal. And I hope that you guys can appreciate that. What I shared here, a lot of people don't share their ayahuasca experiences. And in fact, we were encouraged not to, (laughs) but because of my job and because of, Connecting with you guys is important to me. I wanted to do this and it felt right. And it w- I wouldn't have done it if it didn't feel right. But I did share from the deepest part of myself and tried to explain to you what literally happened in my brain. And I had an exorcism and I, t- and I shared that with you guys. So I hope you can appreciate that that is just, I'm committed. I'm committed to sharing with you and I'm committed to healing on such a deep level. And I'm never going to stop. Like even if podcasts and Instagram go away someday, you can always find me because I'm always going to be finding a way to communicate with you guys. And I can only hope that we we will all always find a way to connect. And actually, I know we will. There are countless ways to connect. I am so excited to write more books and poetry books and transmute everything I've learned into different things and courses. And there's a lot to look forward to now that I finally have the energy to create something that I'm very excited about. It's gonna come to life. And it's think of it as something that is my gift to you guys. It's going to be sort of like a healing course about how you can connect to your intuition and that's happening. So I finally am having the space for that. And just quickly before I go, I am doing another water fast. I'm going back to True North in February late, Feb, well, mid to late February for about a month. So I know that's the universe continuing to work through me and show me and remind me that my time off is important. And just because I have energy now doesn't mean to use it all in one fell swoop. And that I'm going to work really hard for the next few weeks to record a bunch of podcast episodes for you guys and do some brand partnerships and do some photo shoots and like get back to my life a little bit so that I can also have the luxury to take another month off. Although yes, like podcasts will be coming out and I'll be blogging and stuff, but another month away from the world, water fasting, laying in bed for a month to keep healing because healing is a process and I'm not healed. And like, I wish I could say I was, but I'm not. And that's not that's not happening for me yet. I'm on the path and I have to be so mindful about taking care of myself right now more than ever. Now that I'm seeing just a little bit of progress, like just to be clear, I don't feel, I don't feel all better at all. I feel like 30% better, but I will take it right now. I'll be doing ayahuasca again and I'll be doing all these healing treatments more and more. So more to come from me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'm actually doing a big giveaway this week and this week specifically because it's my first week back and I want to celebrate it. I'm going to give away five Soul on Fire yoga eBooks. There are about 400 pages of yoga um, tips and tricks pose breakdowns, flows that you can do at home. Very beginner friendly, but also if you're more intermediate or advanced, you can use the guide as well. Um, It has my yoga journey in it, a Sanskrit glossary, lots of other things. I worked really hard on it. It came out about a year and a half or two years ago, Um, but it's really special. And I'm giving away five. So to enter to win, um, rate and review this podcast on iTunes by going to The Balance Blonde podcast on iTunes, clicking on ratings and r- reviews and writing your own and sending me a screenshot of your rating and your review to jordanathebalanceblonde.com. And I'll be picking five people to get the Soul on Fire yoga ebook. But honestly, if there's like, 10 of you who enter I will give all of the ebook but if there's like a hundred of you who do I'll pick I'll still pick a bunch so hopefully as many people as possible will do that I want to give you as many gifts as possible for continuing to support me and love me and support the show because I love you and I'm so glad you're here um So there's a lot of upcoming guests to be excited about. Like I said, we have Priscilla of Coco Kind. We have the ayahuasca expert, who I will share more info on him soon. We have lots of other amazing guests. I'm interviewing multiple people next week. So get excited. Um, Definitely, if you're interested in a clear light sauna, go to healwithheat.com. Use the code BLONDE and... Thank you to our sponsors, Four Sigmatic. Go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde for all the good stuff. And also to Thrive Market, thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get your grocery shopping on at a very wonderful discount. So thank you. Thank you to all of you. And since I shared a bit of my soul's purpose with you in this episode, I would love for you to share your soul's purpose with me um, on Instagram. Just comment on whatever my latest Instagram is on The Balanced Blonde and tell me what you feel your soul's purpose is and I'll respond. I promise I'm really good about that and we can chat and thank you, but not Instagram message because I lose those sometimes. So comment on an Instagram photo. Um Anyways, I've been talking for an hour and 44 minutes, and that seems like an angel number to me. And now I have to go shower and get ready for the BlogHer conference. And I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you. I love you guys. Have a soul on fire day. And since I got really hyped up at the end of this episode, let's take one more deep breath together. Deep breath in, hold it at the top. Suck in a little more and exhale. (sighs) Amazing. Love you guys. All my love forevermore. Talk to you next week with another new episode.